everyone. This is Rosalie Elliott. Welcome to Woman Unplugged. Today's episode, Quarantined, Confronting Motherhood. Mother, mothering, mom, mommy, mama, mom, 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 mommy. Motherhood is hard. Yes, it's also wonderful and glorious and very special. But sometimes it's just hard. Nothing seems holy. Nothing feels sacred. You can't even take a dump without a little breathing, dependent human being calling for you, trying to figure out where you disappeared to since the last time they saw you 15 seconds ago. A constant sweeping up of Cheerios, wiping of butts, drying of tears, and... The guilt. Oh, the guilt. Hey friends, this is Rosalie Elliott and welcome to Woman Unplugged, another episode of life and encouragement. Today we want to talk about motherhood. What does that word mean to you? What comes to your mind when you hear those words? Mom. Motherhood is beautiful and hard. Constant feelings of guilt. Feeling guilty for working feeling guilty for not working, even though we actually are, very much so, feeling guilty for yelling too much or for not challenging them enough, feeling guilty for not buying the organic eggs, feeling guilty for buying eggs to begin with or guilty for not caring about the eggs. I mean, after all, we should be able to raise our own chickens in the backyard or on the porch of our apartment, collect the fresh eggs from the hens, and milk the cows we somehow hide in our closet, along with those jeans we may or may not fit into anymore. Right next to those clothes we made ourselves, from organic wool, that is. And it all looks like Pinterest. Nailed it! Not? Not at all. I know, I know, let's be honest, it isn't always so bad. There's the laughter, the hugs, the tickles, the doodling, the cookies, the milk. Crap, it's spilt. There's the yelling. Suck an egg. Back to guilt. It's like this cycle, up and down, a moment of feeling like we're killing the game, and then another filled with thoughts of killing our offspring. It's hard. It is hard. We are responsible for raising, nurturing, and keeping alive these precious, amazing, fragile, and then pretty resilient little, real human beings. And it's so different than the dolls and cars we used to play with. They need us. We love them. It's this bond we can't explain with words. This instinct deep in our gut. A connection that reaches far into our hearts and overwhelms our exhausted minds. We can sense things, like some mutant ninja turtle warrior goddess. We can tell what they need based on their crying, smell their poopy diaper from three rooms away. We know when they got into trouble and see the guilty conscience in their face. A mother's love is a force to be reckoned with. They don't call us mama bears for nothing. We will eat your head off for breakfast, regurgitate it, and eat it again for lunch and dinner, were you ever to harm our prized descendants. Yet somehow, mothers are also among those who are hardest on themselves. Somewhere along the lines, we bought into the lie, nay, we bowed to it, like enslaved servants who were once daughters walking freely. Believing the lie that we are not good enough, not whole enough, too broken, not lovable, 
And it's hard to serve. It's hard to give and give, not knowing for a long time if these little creatures you adore actually love you back, or if he or she will resent you for the rest of your life for ruining them. So many sacrifices involved. Regardless if your children are little, in the oh-so-interesting teenager phase, or maybe even grown and out of the house, and you're left with an empty nest trying to find a new normal and a sense of purpose after giving your whole life for these beings. There's this constant feeling of failing and not measuring up. Am I doing enough? Am I doing it well? Did I do enough? Are they ready for the world? Who can live like that? And yet somehow we do, and we keep trucking. More diapers, more tears, more Cheerios, and more guilt. In this season of quarantine and lockdown, motherhood and the gory glory it brings might even be amplified because we are at home all the time and it's wearing on the sanity of our children and ourselves. There's no easy fix, no magic wand that will make your exhaustion go away and you might think you've heard it all. But I know you're tired, Mama. So whatever you're doing, just listen to this. I want to quickly go over a few truths with you that I hope can set us free and give us new ground to stand on and maybe even help us breathe a bit deeper, quarantine or not. Number one, who you are as a person, not as wife of or mother of, but as a woman, matters. It affects how you relate to the world around you and to your children. Too often, I've disciplined my children and made it a point to prove that I'm a good mom who keeps her kids in check. Not with the focus on my child and the discipline she needed, but with the focus on the people around me who may be watching, driven by a fear of what they thought of me. And ironically, they were probably too busy worrying about the same thing vice versa. Nonetheless, I was not present with my child, but mentally busy assessing my surroundings trying to be what I thought others needed me to be. We need a diagnosis before we can figure out what medicine we need. Find out who you are. What are your core fears? What do you long for the most? These things drive you, often on autopilot. They affect your parenting, your approach to self-care or the lack thereof, and how you relate to yourself and others. Consent to learning and loving yourself and the person you were created to be. Number two, step out of the comparison trap. It's exactly that, a trap. It will ensnare you and tear you down. If someone were to point out a trap down the road, we would make an effort to avoid it. Yes, some of us might get close out of curiosity, but most of us would not step in. If only we worked on staying away from the comparison trap in the same way as far away as possible, paying attention to the early warning signs when they creep in. Your mothering does not and will not look like the mother next to you. It won't even be like your own mother's mothering was. Regardless of how hard you might try to be or not be like your mother, there are things you have inherited, seen, and are possibly already imitating, and it's okay. As you recognize your blind spots and patterns, maybe you can grow in compassion towards your own mom and yourself. Copy the good, work on getting rid of the bad. It's okay. 
You are not, nor were you, meant to be like the other mothers. Your child is unique, and so are you. God entrusted you with that child of yours. He esteemed you worthy, handpicked you to parent this cherished creation of his. He has already given you whatever you need to complete this mission. Believe that. Engage in the truth that you are equipped to mother and that your unique personality is a gift in this role that you have received. Number three, find community. No, not a Facebook group, not even necessarily a group of women who meet on a certain day every week, even though that can be very helpful and powerful. But find people who you can be real with. People who can remind you to take care of yourself, who can support you and share the load. Friends who you can have meaningful conversations with. Friends you can grow with and be stretched by. Don't wait until you're at the verge of a breakdown to reach out to someone. Don't wait until you can commit to a regular gathering to be accountable and ask for help. The ecosystem is built in a way that there is a buffer if something falls apart. Somehow, the one who created the universe so miraculously mastermind designed this system to be one that works together, balancing and catching when something is out of whack. It is often not the thing that breaks us that we should be most concerned about, but the buffer around us that will catch us when we fall. Because break, we all do. And we weren't meant to do it alone. But what system have you surrounded yourself with? Embrace accountability, community, and the effort it takes to open your heart to another. Number four, learn to listen. There is wisdom available and ready for the taking everywhere. God is constantly speaking, encouraging, admonishing, and guiding, and yes, even disciplining us, doing all the things a good mother would. Heather Farrell so beautifully said, Have you ever noticed how in the scriptures men are always going up into the mountains to commune with the Lord? Yet in scriptures, we hardly ever see women going to the mountains. Women can't abandon their children, their homes, gardens, fires, and meals to climb into the mountains. When she expressed this thought to her friend, saying she never feels free enough from her responsibilities, never in a quiet enough space or in a holy enough spot to have real communion with God, her friend said, that is why God comes to women. Men might be climbing into the mountains to meet God, but God comes to women where they are. Heather goes on to explain, God meets women at the well where they draw water for their families, in their homes, in their kitchens, in their gardens. He comes to them as they sit beside sick beds and give birth, care for the elderly, and perform the necessary mourning and burial rites. Even at the empty tomb, she says, Mary was the first to witness Christ's resurrection. She was there because she was doing the womanly chore of properly preparing Christ's body for burial. In these so seemingly mundane and ordinary tasks, these women of Scripture found themselves face to face with divinity. So when you wonder when you can finally have that time to commune with God the way you would like, remember He comes to you. 
He knows where you are and the burdens you carry. He sees you. God is very much present in the mundane, in our daily lives, and all over our hard and holy motherhood. Psalm 51, verse 16 to 17 says, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, God, you will not despise. God has no need for our sacrifices, no need for us to prove that we can do and be it all. Sometimes we can sense Him closest when we are the most broken, the most exhausted, and we come before Him humbly with our brokenness and our tears, being real before a very real and very present God. Receive His love and His presence. And lastly, number five, God is God. You are not. So stop trying to be. He says, be still and know that I am God. But as mothers, it's hard, nay, often impossible to be still. What does being still really mean? Sometimes we hope and wait for a moment of silence until we can rest and recover, desperate to find new strength and maybe a fresh reminder of why we're doing all this to begin with. But if we keep waiting on that moment, we burn out because there's always something else to do. But being still very often means going back to my previous point, finding him in the mundane, in the present, in the midst of the laundry and the dirty dishes and the poopy diapers. You know, the cervix has to be stretched and opened before a mother can give birth. Even in adoption and foster care, there are steps and hard work it takes before you can receive the child. In the same way, sometimes we must experience a lot of stretching and pain before we can give birth and step into the promises that we've been given. It's painful. It's scary. It is unknown territory. The world has sold us the lie that a good woman, a good mother, must do, be, and look a certain way. And because of this microwave mentality we're surrounded by, we want to see the results as quickly as possible. But good things take time. You've never been the age you are now. You've never been a mother to this person before. That child of yours has never done this life before. We're all new to this. Every second of every day is a new one, a never-been-here-before moment. It's okay to grow, to fall and get up and grow some more. Allow the painful stretching so you can give birth not only to those children of yours, but to all the wonderful things God has in store for you in this journey of motherhood. God is. He is a good, good father and a good, good mother. He knows parental love and all about the sacrifices involved. Pastor Michael and Elaine Shreve said this. In Matthew 16, 15, we see Jesus asking, Who do you say I am? He didn't ask, what do you think about me? You see, friends, it didn't matter what they thought about him because he knew who and whose he was. But it did matter who he was to them. Who they allowed him to be in their lives made all the difference. Who is Jesus to you? It doesn't matter what you think about him or what others say about him. He will be who he is. That stands. But who is he to you? I believe it was Oswald Chambers who said, Let him be to you everything he says he is. Because you see, sweet sister, 
If Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life to you, then that means you're safe. You are on the way. You can stand in his truth and you can do this thing called life and motherhood. If he really is king to you, ruler of the galaxies, prince of peace, messiah, everlasting father, and mother, then that means you are forgiven, whole, cared for, and equipped. And there is so much mercy and grace available for you. Show yourself some more compassion. You're doing a good job, mama. It also means you truly are no longer enslaved as servants, but you are a daughter. A daughter to a divine mother, a divine father, who knows all about the hard, and yes, the holy of motherhood and parenting. A God so faithful and true that he would handpick you for this role. He is a promise keeper, and his promise is, he who begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Let him be to you everything he says he is, everything you need, everything your children need. Follow him as they follow you. You're on your way, sweet mama. Keep trucking. He's got you. You've got this. Rest in that truth today. Take a deep breath and listen to this for a few more moments as these powerful women and mothers, Wendy Nunnery and Vivian Mullen, share a few words with you. You have everything you need to be exactly the mother your child requires. You also have everything you need to be the wife or friend or sister your loved ones are seeking. You have everything you need to live out who you already are. Every message we receive from birth seems to revolve around a woman's worth being found in her physical body. What she can do with it, what she should or shouldn't do with it, how beautiful, coiffed, toned, curvy, skinny it is. The world makes little room for imperfection, but God uses our imperfections to create beautiful, extraordinary things. The clarity comes in the chaos of motherhood. The glory arrives alongside the interruptions. The sanctification shows up with the surrender. No matter how much you think you're failing, I say, keep doing the work. There is no one who can do yours the way you will. Hey, mamas out there. So I wanted to share with you something that I've really been chewing on today. I've kind of been chewing on this the last couple days since you asked me to record this for your podcast. So I'm excited and grateful and humbled that I get to be part of this. So I'll just go ahead and share with you what I read this morning was in Joshua, Joshua 24, 15. When Joshua calls on the Israelites to make a decision and he says, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It really stood out to me because he's calling them to, he's calling on them to make a decision. And that really is tied directly to something that I've been dealing with and honestly struggling with as a mom during this lockdown time, being a mother and a teacher on top of all of the other hats that we already wear. It's honestly can be too much at times. And yet we have this strength within us to drive forward and continue on and to be 
the best we possibly can be for our family and our kids, even when we fail, you know? But the battlefield being our mind and the thoughts is something that I've been struggling with in this coronavirus season where I've had time to really mentally digest things that I didn't have time for before, that space wasn't there. You know, going to work, coming home, kids, dinner, routine, schedules, karate, music lessons, all of those things that we do on a daily basis. Now in this gap that's been created by these stay-at-home orders, I've found myself really at times being drowned out in my mind with thought patterns that send me down a spiral. And reading this this morning just reminds me that I have to choose to not live by my feelings and to not allow them to hold me in bondage, but to choose to set my mind on him and to choose and really decipher which thoughts are from the Lord, which thoughts that need to be put into action, and what are thoughts that the enemy is throwing in there to get me really, to set me on this rabbit chase down a hole. You know, not everything that comes to our mind is a thought that needs to be thought about. You know, it comes to mind that it's 11.30, And after that comes a thought process of, okay, it's time to feed the kids or it's time to log on to another Zoom meeting at work or it's time for medicine or whatever else it is for you. But not every thought that comes across our mind needs to be meditated on. So this Bible verse from this morning, I just want to encourage you moms out there To keep focused on the Lord and that in this time as we are literally uber moms in every aspect of the word extraordinary moms out there doing the thing single moms you guys are rocking it married moms wives daughters sisters taking care of everybody around you don't forget that we have a good good father and that he will meet us right where we are that we don't even have to go far. If it's stepping into the bathroom, if it's taking the dog for a walk and leaving, locking the kids in the house, if it's whatever it is, you don't have to get to a certain place or be at a certain place for Papa to meet us where we are. That he is a good, good father. And that's who he is to us. And because of who he is to us, that reminds us of who we are. So don't forget who you are. Don't forget that you have an all-powerful Father who will meet you right where you are. And He will lift you up and He will fill your tank and He will give you the hug that you need and He will give you the rest and the peace of mind that you need to just regroup and breathe again. Stay strong. We got this. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Woman Unplugged. Remember to leave a review, share it with your friends, and thank you for your support so we can keep growing and encouraging other people around the world. And a big thank you to special guests Wendy Nunnery and Vivian Mullen. Wendy Nunnery is releasing her book, Good Enough, Learning to Let Go of Perfect for the Sake of Holy. Go check it out on barnesandnoble.com and pre-order your copy today. Or check out wendynunnery.com for more information. And thank you also to Vivian Mullen for her encouraging and inspiring words today. Her husband has a ministry called Forged from Fire. So men, this one's for you. Or ladies, you might have a brother, a husband, a father, a son, a boyfriend, someone who you want to encourage and inspire too. This one's for you. Forged from Fire. Check it out on Facebook at Igne Conflatum for awesome content, inspiring posts, and a lot more. So thank you again to both of these ladies for being part of this podcast today. And thank you guys for listening and supporting us. You are a blessing and I hope you know how loved you are. This is Rosalie Elliott with Woman Unplugged. Till next time.